I'm in the in a lake, you know, doing my long run for two and a half hours, and you kind of were like, what the, you know, but that's the stuff that you just, if you want something bad enough, you figure out a way to get it done. And roadblocks are not really um, in my mindset. So if that's what it takes to put on my little aqua jogger belt and go out in the quarry and do loops, then that's what it takes. Mike Ritchie here from D3 Multisport Triathlon Coaching. Today on our Trust the Process podcast, we're talking with Kathy Casey, who recently completed the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. Kathy qualified for Kona at Ironman Texas, but leading into Kona, she had a nagging Achilles injury that shut down her conventional run training. Kathy relied on a bulletproof mindset that allowed her to train to the best of her ability, and she was able to get through Kona. However, she's still hungry for more. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get to our conversation with Kathy. Hi, everybody. Coach Mike Ritchie here with Kathy Casey, fresh off her Ironman Hawaii finish. And um, we're going to have a little chit chat today and see about the lead up into Kona, the race itself, and just get to know Kathy a little bit better. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. I'm feeling relaxed and recovered after a couple of vacation days after the race. Um, But yeah, I feel really good, actually. Awesome. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about, um, before we get into the race, like tell me how long you've been racing triathlons. It's been a while, right? Uh, a very long time. Um, I started in the late 90s uh, with just a very local race, just kind of one of my hometown races. And um, I just really liked it. It was just a way just right after college that I could feel healthy doing all three sports. And I just fell in love with it. It was me and my husband out there in a freezing cold lake in Southern Illinois um, with our mountain bikes, um, just really just exploring the sport. And then um, we fell in love with it. So that's awesome. So you, you had a swim or run background. Is that right? I had a swim, well, a swim run background. And I started yeah. swimming when I was five years old. Oh, and wow. then um, I transitioned when I figured out that I was about a foot smaller than every other swimmer in the pool. Um, I switched over to uh, running in high school. So awesome. kind of, and did you uh, run or swim in college? I ran in college. Um, oh, wow. I, I ran at the University of Texas. I was a middle distance runner. So wow. Awesome. Kind of just enjoyed that and where I could use my swim as my cross training um, yeah. when I Recovery. when I felt like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the coach ever look down on that or that was all okay? Uh, yeah, I was one of the few runners who actually liked to be in the pool. So I knew that's maybe how my triathlon journey started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like both of them just equal. So, awesome. but no, I was, uh, you know, just, it, I think it's swimming is such a good recovery. So it was something I yeah. could do in the afternoon to get more work in. So yeah, um, no, I, that's I always used as a tool. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's, yeah. you know, great, um, especially after long runs on Sundays or Saturdays, whatever they do, do the long run, just flush the legs out a simple, easy. You know, oh yeah. 30. It's just so relaxing too. And you recover mm-hmm. so much quicker when you put a swim after a long run. It's just right. perfect. So when you started triathlon, obviously you had an advantage in the swim, right? Cause you've been swimming a while and the run <laughs> was obviously good. Did you ever feel like you had to really work on them or do you feel like they were really solid right from the start? I think single sports are just are a little bit different. I had to get the the feel of what your legs felt like after um, biking and stuff, figuring out the run and getting my strength up because I was a more middle distance mindset where I wasn't going to run anything over uh, three and three quarters lap around a track. Um, you couldn't pay me to run a 5K in college. Um, but then afterwards, um, I just kind of started exploring the longer distance stuff, which uh, I think kind of helped me get that mindset of 
you know, putting them all together and having it be a real long distance event. Awesome. So awesome. And now, uh, I would say, you know, we've been working together since last August. I would say most races you have, you know, the, one of the best run splits in your age group, no matter the distance. So, yeah, no, I just, I, I love to get out on the run and just figure out what I can do. So I, I kind of use that as my secret weapon. So it's kind of a fun, fun thing to, to figure out just how far I can bike so I can still run to my ability. So. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, you just did Kona, but that was kind of not really the plan this year, right? The plan was some 70.3s. And then all of a sudden you had this, um, you know, spur in your side that you wanted to do Ironman Texas. Tell me how that came out, came about. Yeah. Um, well, since I started, uh, back doing Ironmans a long time ago, um, it has been my goal, my number one goal to qualify for Kona. So that mm-hmm. was, I'm a very goal oriented person and I like to make, you know, be the best version of me I can be. So I just got to thinking that, you know, we were out at a happy hour with my husband and we're just looking through results, you know, as you do at happy hour, you look at triathlon results. Um, and I was thinking, you know what, I can do this. Like, I don't know what I'm, what my problem is and I can do that. And I think pretty much the next day I messaged you and it's like, yeah. is there a way we can switch the plan up? And because I got stuck in a routine, you know, I would do my, my early season as my, my rust buster. Then I would do a couple more 70.3s and always do a late season, uh, Ironman. So why was I stuck in that routine? What was stopping me from now that, uh, you know, I have changed jobs after, you know, from, I'm no longer an NCAA coach, but, um, I had that availability. I'm like, what is stopping me? This race is two hours from my house and let's do it. And so um, it was kind of halfway through the training cycle. We switched it up and um, I had forgotten because I hadn't done an iron uh, full Ironman since, you know, 2019 or something, just how, how much the work was. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think we adapted really well and I felt really good going into it. So it was a, is a very good happy hour to figure out. <laughs> I thought there was a happy hour involved in that. Um, I've gotten a few texts and emails a day after those kind of things. How that works. Um, But that's great. So yeah, you were an NCAA coach. How long were you coaching for? I coached um, at Southern Methodist University in Dallas for 18 years. So I was um, started off as a volunteer and then became a head cross country coach and then the director of the whole program. So kind of a cool progression there. So yeah, that's a big time program. It's not like, yeah, yeah. We had, we had some good success. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So do you stay in touch with a lot of your runners still and have good contact with some of them? I do. I do. Um, And they are just so awesome because one of my runners, they were, you know, posting when, after I went to Kona, like, she trained us through all these Ironmans. We won championships and you can do it. And she, you know, it's just, it's, they are just my inspiration. So I just, yeah. love, I love being a coach and then also seeing my athletes get so much joy from it. Just seeing their coach out there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you, and I'm you, not as fast as them, but you know, it's still right. get motivation you, from them. <laughs> you get what you give back, right? That's the, exactly, that's the, exactly. The part about being the coach. That's awesome. And so then, um, so was Texas your best Ironman to date? Was that the best race you've had? It was the best race that I put together in a full race. You know, I've had good runs. I've had, you know, good swims or whatever. But that one was was hands down the most complete race and the strongest I've ever felt. Um, I just I felt like I could run like myself off off the bike. And that was just attributed to all those really long brick workouts you gave me Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I think felt completely impossible when I first looked at them. And then it's just, as you progress, you just trust the process and you're like, no, each week I'm going to be able to do this. And I just had to trust you as a coach and be like, okay, this isn't crazy. He knows I can do this. And I just, I just kept going at it. And then when I got there, it wasn't 
so hard, I guess. And the, I, you know, it's always hard, right. but the, I had done those hours. I had put in the work. So when I got there, it wasn't that unfamiliar, that feeling um, to be able to run off the bike and, and do the things that I had done week in and week out um, leading up to it. So. Right. Good. Yeah. It, it's just, you know, it's some of that um, just repeatability of doing that week after week. And obviously it's mentally hard saying, okay, I'm going to get off and run an hour. I'm going to get off and run 90 minutes or you yeah. know, some of the things. And, and I know, I think we were, we were kind of up against it a little bit going into the race when you kind of, you know, we, we changed plans and all that. And, you know, I'm always going to say, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, you know, in the back of my head, I'm kind of like, okay, let's, let's just see how this goes, but let's, yeah. let's see how the first few long workouts go. But you're, you know, you're so mentally tough. I mean, that's never, been a problem and you are someone who sits on the bike for hours on the trainer and you don't have an issue with it and yeah and that's um i don't know a lot of people that can do I that i think i'm crazy that way so i just find it very relaxing <laughs> i think so it's dedicated it's, just, I don't it's think been it's i think is when i was a coach everything in my life was very crazy with travel with you know yeah, everything true. and then training for ironman was my time and it was just like my happy place to be long time in the pool long time on the bike whatever it was right. just my time for me which um has just kind of why i just love the sport so much right right so um got through texas mm -hmm. then you got a little injury going into hawaii a little Achilles yep. thing going on. So yeah. tell me a little bit about, you know, obviously it wasn't traditional run training, but you did something else to kind of help you talk, talk about that a little bit in terms of just. Yeah. Know, so I think it kind of just stems back from, you know, being a college coach and we had a very small team and I mm -hmm. figured out like, you know, being around elite athletes, there's a way to get it done. Um, especially when you have that elite mindset, you have to figure out as a coach, how to figure like what can be done. And I say can in all caps, because there's always a solution to something. And I think when you look at it, you try to get the best team of people around you to tell you how something can be done and something in a, in a productive way, not a, you know, maladaptive way, something that's right. productive. How do I do this? And so what are my tools that I have available? And I think just being out there, I understood all the different ways I could get this. Um, you know, as a, you know, coach, an NCAA runner up who was in the pool right up until we, we put her out there on the, on the track, you know, I know it can be done and I know how hard it's not fun. It's not fun. Right. I think I texted you and I said, I'm in the, in a lake, you know, doing my long run for two and a half hours. And you were kind of were like, what the, you know, but that's the stuff that you just, if you want something bad enough, you figure out a way to get it done. And roadblocks are not really um, in my mindset. Right. So if that's what it takes to put on my little aqua jogger belt and go out in the quarry and do loops, then that's what it takes, you know? Right. Um, however, I was happy when I found an iPod um, in my drawer that I could listen to music <laughs> after a while because that was pretty bad. But, um, but you know, you have, you have great tools like Alter G treadmill, you have... Mm -hmm aqua jogging you have you know in triathlon the sport in and of itself you know i could spend more time in the pool or you know getting my my bike in so you know where there's a will there's a way and when i'm really have my mindset on something i'm gonna go to all the people who can tell me what i can do and how to figure that out yeah i love that i love that and you know it's interesting i um you know, I've coached different sports and with youth sports and obviously triathlon be my profession, I'm coaching my profession. I've always had people say, I can't do this. And I'm like, well, I don't really care about what you can't do. Like, tell me what you can do and we'll work yeah. from there. Right. Like that's always the key. Um, and that's just that positive mindset, but you know, your, um, yeah, your positive mindset is uh, exceptional. And, um, I admire that about you a hundred percent. It was amazing you. that you never had a bad email. You never said like, you know, F this, I hate it. Da, da, da. And I'm sure you hated it. I'm sure that was in your head. Yeah. Right? It, it 
it, it wasn't fun. And, you know, after right. the, the doctor had told me, okay, no more running on ground, uh, I might have had a little bit of a bad day. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, of course. you know, you give yourself 24 hours and you're like, okay, yeah. suck it up. Let's go. And it's just yep. like racing out there, you know, where it goes up and down. Either you, you can wallow in it or you can figure out how to get it done. And um, that's the beauty of being a, an athlete. I just think that that's the fun part of it. It shows who you, you know, what you really can do. So. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Agree. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, like I've said, that's just a huge tool in your toolbox that you use and that's totally to your advantage. Yeah. You know? Thank you. So you, so you went into Kona, you got there, you did your first run outside in a while. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Tuesday before the race. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Um, so tell me how, you know, did you do, um, did you do the swim on the Sunday before the race? I didn't. I got there on Monday and okay. then I did the swim, the coffee boat swim and tested yep. out the water. Um, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable in open water. So yep. I just thought it was the most amazing swim you could possibly yes. do. Yes. So the clear water, they could see the fish and the whole thing. It's it like was swimming in an aquarium. That's what oh, I always say. It was amazing. I loved it. So yeah, I was excited about this one. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So tell me just, yeah, take us through the, take us through the Ironman and take us through the day and um, um, well, I think the lead up, you know, it's just something you know, I, I said as even as a little girl, I was watching this race on TV and just, you know, it's just something that I could just never imagine myself being there, but also could imagine myself. So um, when I got there, it was almost like pinching yourself. Is this real? I mean, just the lead up, all the stuff they have for athletes all week long. And I know you had said, like, take advantage of, you know, as much stuff as you can, but also rest. So it was, you know, the the running down the street in your underwear or you were doing the coffee boat swim. You were listening to like the pros, the top people in the sport talk about everything. Um, and, you know, there was so much, you would just wish you could keep going back and listening to it. But um, I think the lead up, the walking in, the racking your bike, the whole thing was seriously a dream come true. Uh, and then, it, you know, I knew I wasn't hundred percent and I can't lie to myself at that, you know, where, where you, you just got to go with it and whatever that day was going to give me. But um, you told me to have fun and, and, you know, my family have fun out there. You, this is, this is your chance just to really enjoy all that hard work that you put into it. Right. And I think it was a combo of putting in the, all the hard work, because honestly, I don't know if I've ever worked so hard um, leading up into an Ironman before um, all the hours on the Alter G, all the, yeah. you know, bikes. I don't know how many six hour, six plus hour bikes I did. Um, but I think all that allowed me to have fun and enjoy it. And, you know, I was out there, you know, doing the you know, hang time, shaka symbol. Yeah. I was doing everything like high-fiving people. I think that we, you know, uh, someone's playing Sweet Caroline down in the energy lab and I might've done a little, you know, number off there, so, you know, and I just wanted to have fun. Like it was just, this was just something that I knew probably, was going to be really a hard day for me, but yeah. I did the best I could. I went out there and gave it 100% effort when my fastest time of my life, but it didn't matter because I know I crossed the line and that's what I had to give on that day. And I had a blast doing it. It was the hardest, most epic, fun thing I've ever done. Um, the wind somehow between mile 80 and 98 uh, slowed my bike down nearly to a halt. But, you know, it it was, I was still smiling. I mean, you look to the right and you have this gorgeous ocean, you have lava fields. It was, yeah. it was awesome. That's awesome. So uh, swim was, I mean, I think you went in the last wave, right? The way they had said yeah, it. I, yeah, so, it was the last wave. <laughs> and so you had a lot of people to pass, I'm sure, in front of you, and you're probably passing people the entire swim. Yeah. 
It's yeah, a very congested swim because most people there are all about the same speed. Yeah. So you really just have to learn how to navigate, find your holes, um, swim yeah. as straight a line as you can. Um, and yeah, it, it was better on the going out. And then once you turn, then you started swimming through people. So that was made the second half a little more challenging. But um, back up with people. Yeah, it, it was pretty it was a very congested swim, but. I think that I learned a lot from Ironman Texas that also was a pretty congested swim on how to navigate that pretty well. So all of, you, you know, you learn something from each race that you do and you can take it into, um, into these championship races and kind of learn from that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, the bike, I mean, obviously you're probably passing people on the bike when you first got on Yeah. the out and back yeah. in town, a Polani out the queen K and relatively no wind for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Going out. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I was like, this is, this is fantastic. And then, you know, it's just like, Oh wait, Oh wait, Oh, <laughs> get down an arrow and let's go. And you know, again, it's like doing Cozumel. I know what that, that feels like. You just mm -hmm. have to grind it out. You keep your Watts in the right place and you do the best that you can to get through there. And, um, get out safely so you can get back on the run is that that's how right. my mindset works <laughs> right right so the climb to Polani was that an issue at all i mean you've done a lot of strength work this year and a lot of big gear stuff on the bike so was um, that a challenge or seemed to be okay i i was actually very okay um i yeah. i was comfortable on the bike and i was good and yep. had no no problem yeah Good, good. And then uh, so nutrition was solid the whole way, right? Seemed to stick yeah, to the Yeah, nutrition was solid on the bike. Um, had some stomach issues on the run. So that that was that's always been my downfall on the run. Yep. So someday we'll figure that part out um, yep. so that I will not get sick on the run. But you know what? You na Again, you navigate it the best you can. And I started, you know, once that came on and, and with my Achilles, I just started to... I wanted to play it smart. So at the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, walking uphill, yep. um, doing the things that I knew I could control. So later on in the race that I didn't have a complete meltdown. So if that meant walking the aid stations, right. um, trying to figure out how to manage that the best I could, because it is pretty much on the run. It's an uphill from mile seven to, you know, 14 ish. Yeah. Um, it's not a severe uphill, but it, it's a, it's an uphill. Well, so uphill you just have to sure. manage it. And I was just trying to balance that um, with making sure my Achilles was in a good place. And I think I did that to the best of my ability because, you know, it, I just, it, it was going to be what it's going to be. And I tried to run as smart as I could on that. Right. Um, what was so. your plan on the run? Was it just walk the hills, run the downhills, or was it three on three off or what was it just kind of, it was dictated on my body. And when I knew yeah. I could run, I would run. And, um, funny enough is, uh, my stomach was just after mile 10 was just not not doing well. And so, um, which is not an unfamiliar thing to me. So I'm like, yeah. okay, solutions. Um, I look at the table and figure out what I can do. So I started taking broth, which they had out there, which um, was pretty much the only thing that sounded good. So I would do water and then broth. Mm -hmm. And then I came to life. So Energy Lab was the good. best portion of my of my run, really, where I just kind of started really going to town and I could hit my paces again. I felt great. Yeah. And then I came out around uh, mile 18, 19 ish and yeah. the aid station had no more broth. They were in between. Oh. Um, so uh, everyone around me started going run for soup. And so I just took off. <laughs> so we all just were going to the next aid station, trying to find the next broth that was available. So oh. after that, I think just missing that, it really kind of made, um, made a difference. I just couldn't quite get back onto my nutrition right. and you know, it happens. You do the best that you totally. can and try to figure out solutions. And sometimes there isn't a solution and you have to suck it up and try to figure out how to get to the finish line. So, yeah. Yeah. um, 
and that's just kind of what happened. Um, and then as soon as you start hearing people start yelling, uh, you, then you immediately come back to life to want to, I'm like, I am finishing this thing. No one's going to stop right. me. I'm getting the medal. So, right. um, that was fun. Did you get the big quad burn going down Polani? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, my legs are a little bit shot at that point. So I was going, Oh no, no. Right. <laughs> but you just get so much energy from the yeah. crowd and people yelling and screaming at every language. And it's just, yeah. it was so cool. So I mean, the crowd is amazing. You know, when you start coming down Polani and then toward the finish, it's so packed with people, um, yeah. you know, especially going out and back. Right. And then yeah. lonely stretch on the queen K before you turn into the, the energy. Lab it, and it's very lonely, lonely and very dark. I don't yeah. know if I've quite, ex I run in, in the morning before the sun comes up and I don't know if I've experienced darkness quite on that <laughs> level before, <laughs> but it was, it, it gets very lonely, but you know, right. Like the sun is literally at the other side of the world at that point. So it's, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, it's very, very dark. So, right. That's but awesome. uh, yeah, it was an absolute blast. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And you want to go back, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, anything else you want to add about your training or, um, you know, tips for people that are trying to qualify and haven't done it in a long time and, you know, they keep trying, but they're, they run up against things. And I would say, um, tips to just stay at it. You know, I, I just think, I know it sounds trite, but it's like, you learn something every time you go out there, you, you figure out new solutions to things that maybe, you know, you need to work on for the next one. Um, and push yourself, go to that place where, you know, like set a goal, dream big and go after it. But I, I think that you take all that experience that you have from every single session that you do, um, trust your coach. Um, you know, it, I feel like if, if I do the work, I can't look back and say, Oh, woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know, you got to right. go all in, go for it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean the end of the world. There's another race out there. So sign up for something else. And maybe, you know, I took two years to, um, during COVID and I, I went, I quote, dropped down to, um, to the 70.3 distance, worked mm -hmm. on things that I needed to work on. And then I went back up and I kind of put all those pieces together and then really made it happen. And so all that stuff kind of came to play and you just have to keep at it. Um, and, and it will happen. You just have to like have that mindset that, it's, you know, take care of business and, and go for it. So, and get a good it. coach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks. All right. Well, it was great talking. I uh, really appreciate the time and this has been great and you're such an inspiration. And um, I just, the, the positive attitude just blows me away. And that's the one thing I, I can say that all the bumps and bruises you went through this year, I never got an email that was negative or I can't do that. It was just amazing. I was like, oh, here it comes. I mean, you can only <laughs> take so many body punches, you know? And um, no, I just think you have to just keep at it because it's, there's no sense in, in thinking of the bad is you have to, I mean, and, and there is, it does, it's not all roses all the time, but you really do have to kind of think of what you can do in all caps. And it's super important in this long course, um, racing. So, yeah, I mean, you know, in one way, the way I always frame it in my mind or what are my choices here? Right. Like yeah. not finish, like that's not a choice. Right. So I got to keep going. I got to keep, yeah. Away and I gotta keep yeah. yeah. You can wallow in it. You can feel yeah. bad for yourself or you can, you know, keep on and, and figure out, okay, I got to get this done and, and we're yeah. going to do this. And, you know, I, I always sit there and my husband laughs at me because I talk to myself all the time when I'm on my indoor trainers, like you got this. And he's just like, you're so crazy. <laughs> it just helps me. Cause that's just like, if no one's there, I got to motivate myself and I got to just like figure out what I can do. So, yeah, but no, that's I why I love this sport. And I love just like testing my limits and seeing what's possible. So I love it. I love it. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for adding. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Okay. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Trust the Process. If you have a question on anything related to triathlon, please send me an email at mike at d3multisport.com. We'd love to hear from you. Make it a great day.